strategy. It's meant for me. It's written in the prophecy. I'm following my destiny, laying out the legacy, making sure my fam get the best of me, making sure my kids get the recipe. Sugar and spice can't forget everything nice. There'll be butter comes bubbling and blast them to their own tunes. They gon' have their own rooms. They gon' be their own muse. They gon' know all the rules. Hey everyone, welcome to the Furdos Podcast. This is your host Hattie. Uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast so far. This is episode six. And actually, I have been getting a lot of feedback and different, you know, questions about what I should include in my future podcast. So keep those coming. Definitely DM at Ferdos, F-U-R-D-O-S-E on Instagram. Ferdos.ca is the website. Check that out. I'll always have the uh, the links to the podcast and everything in that regards, as well as my clothing brand. Um, now, Lately, I've actually been getting a lot of the question of why do music or why does music evoke, you know, human emotion? Why do you feel sad or nostalgic or tense or happy or relaxed or calm or joyous from music? Now, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So to start off, neuroimaging studies have shown that music can activate the brain areas typically associated with emotions. The deep brain structures that are part of the limbic system, like the amygdala and the hippocampus, as well as the pathways that can transmit dopamine. We've talked about this before, the relationship between music listening and the dopaminergic pathway, as well as, you know, that being behind the chills and how people report experiencing those chills during music listening. Uh, The chills being the physiological sensations, like the hairs getting raised on your hand, on your arms, or, um, you know, how you feel sometimes shivers down your spine when you hear something really really good and usually those are you know incorporated with emotions you don't feel those if if music didn't trigger our emotional centers now however we don't always listen to music to be moved and you may you may know this as well i mean sometimes i especially me i use music for their different effects so for example it helps me focus helps me concentrate during demanding cognitive tasks now, in spite of this, it's actually been suspected that many of the cognitive benefits people experience when they're music listening actually stem from uh, emotions, because the positive effect can also improve your cognitive performance. So even though you might not be selecting music that induces chills when you're uh, trying to get stuff done, the way the music strums your emotions still may be the root of why it helps. Large-scale data on music listening, performance, and context would be needed to really identify bigger patterns. But you know what we're going to do today? We're going to investigate the stuff that is already out there and see what we can, you know, see if we can add two and two and finally get some kind of uh, resolution from this. Now, listen to this. This is really, really interesting. And think about it for a second. Even with the free music streaming services, people still spend a lot of money on music. And our emotional brain is actually responsible for that. There's actually been a study that was published in the, uh, the journal called Science. Researchers found that the amount of activation in the areas of the brain that were linked with reward and pleasure predicted how much money a person would be willing to spend on a new, previously unheard piece of music. Evaluation of a new musical piece included activation of areas in the brain that would process sound features, the limbic areas associated with emotions, the prefrontal areas, and the ones that are associated with decision-making. Now, another study actually, um, and, and this was a little bit controversial because uh, people were like, what are we that easily influenced? And unfortunately, we are. So this study, what it did is it actually played French music in a wine shop and actually increased sales for wines originating from France. Now, characteristically, German music increased the sales of wines from Germany. 
Now, in another study, it showed, you know, classical music versus pop music in a wine shop. And what they really discovered is that when there was pop music playing in the background, people were more inclined to buy more expensive wines, which is weird because are people really this impressionable? Probably not. But it is certain that hearing certain type of music won't make a person purchase something that they absolutely do not want. Now, that being said, the power that the music can have is influencing our decisions, and that can play a huge role in our everyday life. So what underlies all the effects that music has on our emotions, thoughts, and even decision-making? How is it even possible that something that is basically organized sound, just like random-ass sounds that are together, how can that bring us to tears, move us, and convey deep emotional messages within its very structure? Now, there have been multiple studies, actually numerous studies, of the mechanisms that are behind this. In the recent decades, the number of attempts at describing these mechanisms and principles have been made. Many theories on the mechanisms that stir up our emotions described by scientists are familiar to us all, but some are perhaps more surprising. For instance, the role of memories in music-evoked emotion is quite familiar to most people. Many people have, you know, breakup songs. Many people have songs that, that make you sad, songs that remind you of a bad moment in your life, as well as how many people actually have songs that remind us of a good moment of our lives. But did you know that researchers also speculate that music may convey emotional information by activating the mirror neuron system? So let me just, you know, backtrack a little bit and explain that mirror neuron system. So the mirror neuron system is basically when, for example, if you are sitting at home in the comfort of your own chair and you look at a video of somebody doing something, these mirror neurons get triggered in your brain and you kind of get a similar emotion of what that person is feeling at that exact time. So, for example, that's why we are so, you know, interested in sports. That's why we feel like we win when our favorite sports team wins. Now, when two people interact, numerous mechanisms are at play that create a connection between these individuals. Now, for instance, without even knowing it, people often tend to mimic each other's postures and speech styles during discussion. Now, if you like somebody, it's over. Like, you're going to be doing the exact same things. Emotions are also contagious. Obviously, if you have seen pictures of people that are smiling, if you see somebody that is smiling, you're most likely urged to smile because that's how mirror neurons work. So the mimicking and the contagiousness of emotions rely purely on the human mirror neurons. The activation of the mirror neuron system by these movements may help us understand each other's emotions since we are modeling the movements related to emotional expression. Now, where does music come in? Why did I go on this huge limb about mirror neurons? It is suspected, actually, that mirroring and resulting emotional contagion does not only happen between people, but also during music listening. It sounds quite incredible, but it is possible that emotional expression in music could also be mirrored by the brain and give rise to a corresponding emotional state in the person listening. For instance, music can be perceived as sad because of the commonalities it has and, you know, the type of sad speech that is being recited. Now, here's something that you may find interesting and and you can really start showing off to all your friends. Very few people consider themselves expert in music or knowledgeable about like musical theory or everything that encompasses musical theory. Now, irrespective of this, All people have basic neural mechanisms needed to automatically perceive and analyze the structure and the rules of music. 
So technically speaking, every single person, every single person that's listening to this podcast, or even the lamos that aren't listening to this podcast, are experts in music in their own way. Now, not even related to the level of musical training, the brain can perform complex analytical operations on musical information, and people can very quickly learn the regularities typical for the music that they are exposed to, the keys, in what ways chords follow each other, and how melodies typically start and end. That's why sometimes when you're listening to a song and the beat goes on, you can kind of tell that if there is a high pitch, then it's going to be low right after because that's how it feels. That's how that's how it feels like it's complete. Therefore, through mere exposure, people learn to predict and anticipate the movements of music. Pleasure for music may partially stem from expectations that are based on our musical irregularities and the way these expectations are fulfilled or violated in the composition that unfolds in time. That's why sometimes when we hear something that's completely different, like back when I talked about Jai Paul, because it was something completely different, we would be kind of experiencing some kind of awe. We'd be surprised. We'd be like, wow, this is different. In fact, dopamine levels have actually been found to peak before the release of the tension created by music. For example, right before you hear a drop in in like a very, very intense club song, that's when your dopamine levels are the highest. Now, that special moment in a melody that gives you chills is also due to the dopamine levels that have been found at the peak before the release of attention. All in all, music-evoked emotions are a complex phenomenon that tap into many of the same mechanisms as other emotion-evoking phenomena. Obviously, there is, in most cases, a clear distinction between the two. But why is it that sad music and the sad feelings that it evokes are still pleasurable are still a pleasurable experience for the listener? So it's actually been suggested that this could be due to the fact that similar to the endorphins that the body releases in response to physical pain, emotional pain results from the release of a hormone called prolactin, causing the feelings of gratification and relaxation. Perhaps the greatest gift of music lies in its capacity to allow people to experience emotions without the burden of having to experience life events that lead to them. We can experience even extreme emotions in a controlled matter at will. In comfortable circumstances. So that's why sometimes, you know, when you're extra sad and you listen to a sad music, it's going to make you, you know, 10 times as sad because it adds to it. That's why also, if you are perfectly fine, you're feeling happy, but you listen to a sad song, you can feel triggered by these emotions because that's the beauty of music. So that was that. We kind of discussed how music triggers emotions in kind of a crash course-esque way. Keep sending me at uh, Ferdos on Instagram any kind of suggestions that you may have for future episodes. I love to talk about this. I love to research about this. And let's engage in that conversation. I mean, music is truly beautiful. There's so many avenues that we can go with music. And let's explore it together. Now, that being said, a couple of housekeeping things. There is a brand new season coming up for Fruitos in late spring, early summer. And it's actually going to be a banger. Not going to lie. I've spent a lot of time working on it. It's going to be, you know, extremely unique things with extremely unique designs. And I'm really excited for you guys to see it. As always, remember to check out the Instagram, check out the website, Ferdose, F-U-R-D-O-S-E. That's the Instagram, Ferdose.ca is the website. So just check that out and we'll see you in two weeks, ladies and gents.
cannot play with my energy Shooting the pop 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 for my enemies Fuck up with a case in your race in my pen Bleeding this ink, leave you stain in the end Started from the bottom, only way to go is up But they rooting you down, making sure you stay stuck For what? Tell me when enough is enough Cuffing up my energy for what? A buck? A dollar that you made after this, that's it Real pennies on that shit, front like you rich Take a moment, line on my chakra Do everything in my power to stop you What will mama say in a moment like this? Ain't trying to spill no blood Ain't trying to end up like cuz that's when enough is enough Shit hit the fan with derail from the plan Shame and the pain, it all starts to wane Found myself lost in the days Had to push right up through the haze Came out with a brand new foundation Came out with a brand new look Left them all shook, smiles and teeth out and everything And you cannot play with my energy You cannot play, you cannot play with my energy